Yo fam, it's back. The Raw Beans Podcast. My name is Danny. I have uh, been away for a quick minute trying to better myself in ways. And I'm glad I've kind of been away because, yo, I've managed to learn quite a bit about my own self. And uh, hopefully, some of what I've got to say today might help some of you all out there or possibly contribute to your source of entertainment at some point in time. But there's something that I really wanted to talk about today. And it's an issue that I don't know how many people exactly identify with it. I think there's a rather small percentage of us out there. And by us, I'm talking about... How do I put this? Okay, so this is it, yeah? Um, I was... A very, I was raised a little different from the average uh, Kenyan kid, right? And I was more of, you know, I was raised really westernized. My family's very westernized. We've got, you know, how do I put it? We're not the typical African family. And as a result of that, I ended up, of course, going to a GCSE school, which there's nothing wrong with at all. Um, but things were really good and then things also got really bad. So as much as I had a lot, I also missed out on a lot or I feel like I did. And at some point in time, I had to, we had to live with family. So what happened is that we, we kind of, kind of wish that we had all the things that, you know, we felt like we were missing out on some of the things that to them were were a norm because our lives were destabilized for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> it's just hitting me just how personal this is. Hmm. This is very, this is very, very personal. This is very deep, actually. And, um, okay, L- look, it is what it is. Um... So there's a lot of stuff that I felt like I missed out on. And come to think about it, it wasn't really that bad, you know? It was more of um I just kind of wanted to fit in. I wanted to fit in. Turns out that, yo, probably best that I didn't fit in as much as I wanted to growing up because there's some things that have come out of it that have made me who I am today and are a bit better for me um, as an individual, as an, as Dan, as Danny, as, yeah. So when I say us, I mean the kids who feel like we grew up missing out on quite a bit. And yeah, what I really want to, Do I really want to talk about it? Okay, you know, let's go through with it. So I grew up feeling like I missed out on a lot. And I so desperately wanted to fit in that I kind of compromised a lot of my own identity because a lot of the other kids also initially thought that, you know, this guy's a bit weird. He's, you know, awkward kid. He, you know, this kid has a funny accent. Guy's in the estate, so... I tended to, I played myself down a lot. 
I played I played myself down a lot just to fit in. And I'm not saying that I was better than anyone. There's guys who are way better than me and at so much, you know, better academically, sports-wise, athleticism. It was just ridiculous. But there's things that, there's qualities that I had and still have um, probably not as sharpened as they should have been because I spent a lot of time trying to fit in, which in all in all in all honesty is not is not the way it's meant to be. So yeah. Um This is um it's one of those things that I've been asking myself, like how many kids out there grew up like me? And it turns out there's quite a few of us. I mean I've met I've met quite a few who have some things in common, but ones who had a situation identical or near identical to mine, oof, we're just a handful. We're a handful. And I feel like it's <clears throat> I feel like it came about as a result of um us not necessarily our parents not necessarily taking all the right measures, but then again you can't put all of it on them, you know? Um it was more of it was more of a what's the word it was you know life happens it was more of just life happening to everyone and one of the things that we had to do growing up was learn to adjust and that's fine i don't mind it i'm actually genuinely very pleased that things panned out the way that they did not perfect they could be better but I don't think I would want to change it for anything because there's so much that I've been able to learn going along, like learn growing up over the years until now uh, that I'm able to, that have framed, that has framed, that has, that, that the experiences have framed a lot of who I am. You know, like um, at the beginning of this, I said that I've been away trying to better myself. You know, self-improvement, trying to be a better person than you were yesterday. The true meaning of nobility and whatnot. It's a quote that I read a long time ago. Um, so the quote is, true nobility is being better than you were yesterday. So I, you know, kind of embarked on that journey. Um, for those who maybe follow my Instagram, started CrossFit, weightlifting, of course. I've lost quite a bit of weight. You know, the transformation is ridiculous. I feel better than I've felt in so many years. At 35, I'm genuinely looking better than a lot of guys half my age. And for me, that's like, okay, no, let me not say half my age. That's a bit unfair because at that age, you know, puberty is kind of just at its peak and still kind of awkward phase. But guys, maybe like 10 years younger than me. I'm, you know, it's, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm genuinely happy with how I look and feel. Um, but one of the things that I learned, and uh, it came out as a result of who I am and some of the idiosyncrasies that I have and my ability to consistently be argumentative because I've got a very strong opinion on literally everything, which is not the best way to go about things. Um, so what happened is that one of my uh, friends kind of asked me, uh, he asked me like, 
who is Dan? Who are you? What what do you what do you what defines you? How would you define yourself? And you know, I just kind of looked at him because you could tell it's one of those conversations that he didn't want. That was a rhetorical question. It was for me to go and figure out on my own. And it wasn't for me to respond at the moment. So what I did is, you know, I just kind of kept quiet because we kind of got into it because I was not seeing where he's coming from. But one thing that also I realized later on is that he was not seeing where I'm from, where I'm coming from with that particular issue. That's a story for another day and I have no problem with him. This is someone who is really close to me. So he asked me, um, who are you? Who is Dan? So what happened is that I, uh, I, I, I was a bit upset initially, but I went back and I sat and I thought about it. Uh, I said, put the feelings aside, put the emotions aside. He loves you enough. This is a friend who loves me enough to tell me the truth as it is and tell me what it is that I need to hear. At least that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Uh, so I thought about it. I thought about it very deeply, did a bit of research, reading here and there. And I realized that who we are, a lot of the time is a question that's unnecessarily philosophized. <laughs> unnecessarily philosophized. It's not too difficult to figure out. Self-discovery is being at peace with the clarity that is about to overwhelm you. So I realized um, throughout all the research that I'd done and I was finding clarity and I had to accept that and I had to be happy with that. I'm not saying that I've genuinely discovered exactly who I am, continuing to discover who I am because it doesn't come to an end. You are constantly changing from every single cell in your body. You're constantly changing it changes it. Your hair grows, some hair comes out, skin, skin peels, you know, your temperament, your personality, you learn, you take in, you know, what you give out, your output, everything is a culmination of the experiences that we go through. That is who we are, who we are, who I am is a culmination of the experiences that I have been through from the day that I was born until now. And what dictates how these experiences pan out in my direction, either to my favor or disfavor, is based on my ability to be mindful and aware of how I want to relate with the rest of the world. That's... that's the biggest thing that I learned, you know? Am I indisciplined because of what happened or some of the situations that I was put through growing up? To an extent, yes. But why have I found the discipline to be consistent at certain things and not at others? Because I gravitate towards certain things because of my personality type. That's just how it is. I'm more passionate about certain things than I am about others. And that's okay. However, discipline must be exercised 
in equal measure with judgment for it to actually mean something. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. You know, I'm going to listen back to this and then I'm going to listen back to this audio and then I'll be like, uh, hold on, hold on. Um, that's a bit skewed. That's but, but you see, this is what improvement is. It's being able to be better than you were yesterday. And that's constantly figuring out new ways to go about things or learning and putting yourself out there and responding to situations as opposed to reacting. And then the next time you learn how to be a problem solver as opposed to a complainer, be solution oriented as opposed to a worrywart. And these are just things that are, I, I feel like, it's just the bare minimum because I'm, I'm a father now. So I'm, it's, it's the bare minimum. Like I've got a lot of, I feel like a lot, I've got a lot of catching up to do, but on the other hand, do, do I have catching up to do? Or is this exactly where I'm meant to be? One thing that I know for sure, this is exactly where I'm meant to be. Yes. And, and I do have a lot of catching up to do. It's both. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where you just have to, Put your, put your mind in a space that you're not necessarily ready to be in because you're scared and you have to push fear to the side and get comfortable with being uncomfortable because a place of growth is discomfort, genuinely, you know? And that place of growth being discomfort is something that <laughs> a lot of us are not ready for. You know, so there's actually a chant that I'm looking for right now that will, uh, that kind of explains that. I'm just looking for it, uh, but I don't know if I'm, if I'm going to find it just yet. It's one of those things that explains like the comfort zone, the growth zone, the comfort zone, the growth zone, the, there's a few zones. Hang on. Uh, I'm just trying to find it, pull it up on my phone because... It's it's very important. It's actually very important to this particular topic that I'm bringing up. I think I found it. I think I found it. I think I found it. So this is it. So it's four zones. And as you, it's, it's four circles, basically. So as you get further, you get better, right? So the first one is the comfort zone. That's when you're safe and in control. Then in order to move out of the comfort zone, you have to get into the fear zone. Yeah. And this fear zone is what keeps us in the comfort zone because in the fear zone, there is lack of self-confidence. It's where we find excuses and it's affected by other people's opinions. OPP. No, that's other people's property. My bad. Jeez. <laughs> other people's opinions. So, and uh, I think it was... Tyler Perry, who said this when he was playing Madea on one of his, uh, one of the stage plays, because my mom used to watch this, these a lot, and I actually caught on because they're hella funny. And Madea says, what other people think about you is none of your business. What other people say about you is none of your business. Because if you focus on that, it keeps you in that place of fear and you'll regress back into comfort. Because Why? You're worried about what the world thinks about you. Fam, they don't necessarily put food on your plate. 
you can't be worried about what they're thinking about you or saying about you as long as you're not doing anyone wrong. A lot of people just like to talk. It's just society's way of operating. People talk. Gossip is a thing these days. The tea, you know? So comfort zone, fear zone, and then there's the learning zone where we deal with challenges and problems and acquire new skills and then it extends your comfort zone. So when you deal with challenges and problems, being solution-oriented and actually um, looking at situations with the outlook of finding a solution, you extend your comfort zone. So your comfort zone grows. So you become better, all right? And then um, you also have to acquire new skills. I've, I've acquired quite a few new skills and I'm very, very pleased with myself. And they're all in the direction of the way my life should be going. I just have to be patient now. But there's another zone. The last zone is the growth zone before you actually go beyond that. And I don't know what's beyond the growth zone. I think you just keep growing. That's just how I feel. Someone else might have another opinion. But in the growth zone, you find purpose. You live your dreams. You set new goals. And you conquer objectives. So... These are these these are these are great things. These are things that we all aspire for, and you know, finding purpose, living dreams, setting new goals, conquering objectives. These are things that I would I would say are notebook things. So, you, like things that you'd want to write down in a notebook when you find your purpose. What is it? Note it down so that you you can go back to it and have a basis of where you began. I don't know, just what I'm spitballing. Living your dream, everyone wants to live their dreams. Unless you have really, really bad dreams. So not everyone, but <laughs> I'm just thinking objectively here, but living your dream. Everyone wants to live the dream life. And the dream life is generalized as, you know, that life of the good life, living the good life, living your best life. It's that kind of thing. That's what I think it is. And then there's um, setting new goals. If you don't set new goals, there's no way you're going to, progress i can guarantee you that and if you don't conquer objectives fam you know so setting new goals and conquering objectives you set new goals to conquer the objectives goes hand in hand but this is part of this is a big deal of this is a big part of what i've been going through the last couple of months um between october last year and right now we're in April. I've lost 50, I've lost 10 kilos. I've lost 13 kilos. 13 kilos. And I'm looking like I used to look. I'm running like I used to run. I'm fitter than I used to be. But also, more importantly, other than this fleeting flesh, yeah, this weak flesh, my mind is stronger. My mind is sharper. My spirit feels like I've been trying to feed myself with the right things. These are things that we ignore a lot of the time because we feel like we're caught up with everyday life and we don't make time for ourselves. I found that as I'm growing and trying to get better at it, meditation becomes one of the things or has become one of the things that I find I do so much better through my day if I spend just five or ten minutes meditating, centering myself and I know today's podcast seems incredibly boring, fam, but 
uh, it's just something that I've got to get off my chest. Speaking about it, speaking about things the way they are. Thus, for anyone who is interested <laughs> in what's going on in my life, that's what's been going on. There's so many other things that, you know, I'd like to address, but I'm not going to get to everything today. You know, today I'm just kind of touch on one or two or three, depending on how much time I feel we've got, um, depending on how much time whoever's listening to this wants to spend listening to it. Yo, we're cool. We're good. So, um, yeah, that's basically what I've been up to. I've taken literally 20 minutes to talk about what I've been up to. And I've not necessarily put anything out there that I'm 100% sure that you'll want to hear. But then again, you see, this is part of that growth place. This is part of that um, fear phase, yeah, of not caring what other people think. I'm doing this, number one, primarily for me because it makes me feel some type of way. I actually genuinely enjoy being on air and talking. And for those who think that I've got something valuable to say or find value in my words, that's enough for me. It might be one or two out of the few listeners that I do get, but I'm also in that phase of trying to find a point of discipline so that I can discipline myself to put out more episodes more consistently and actually catch on to topics the way I feel I, I I do. I don't necessarily have the best topic right now, but I felt like for today, this was it. The this the stuff that I've got backed up, the stuff that I've got backed up and it's ready and not ready, but in my head it's still kind of brewing. Some of it is ready. But for right now, yo, 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 yo. This is this is what had to come out. This is what I had to put out there, you know. So um, yeah, man. I mean, it's been it's been a trip. It's been a trip. Every time I've tried to sit down and do an episode, I've either been too tired from training and being on the floor. Uh, by being on the floor, I mean like uh being a trainer as well. So being a trainer and having to train myself as well learning new skills it's crazy the life of an athlete man ah the life of an athlete <laughs> something else so this is something a little something i want to let you guys in on um the life of a crossfit athlete like right now how it's affected me and this might not be everyone else's story this is just mine um number one booze is no longer a thing that's I genuinely look forward to it. It's kind of like, yeah, I'll touch a little bit, but I'm a lightweight now. My fat percentage has gone down. I haven't been drinking as much. My tolerance is way lower. I just, it just makes me tired. It just makes me tired. It's kind of a jaded thing for me these days. There's a time when it was the thing, you know, get some booze, I need a drink and what. Now I'm just kind of jaded with it. Like last time I was at a rugby game, two beers is way more than enough. I don't want no more. So, you know, even my social life has kind of dwindled because I'm always in the gym, always in the gym. If I'm not in the gym, I'm in the studio getting voiceovers done, you know, trying to 
piece a few things together, bit of content here and there. Not necessarily always mine, but you know, for other people that I work with on the side. So, and being a dad, being a dad, and even more importantly, being a husband. It's it's crazy. It's crazy because <laughs> um, um, when was the last time I saw my best friend? It was it was a minute ago, you know. I mean, we talk, even talking like we haven't necessarily talked the way we we talk on phone for the last few weeks. But today was a really good day. Like even now, we're still kind of his messages are still popping in. He's showing me like fun stuff, and we're kind of just checking in on each other and holding each other accountable. Talk a bit of trash here and there, of course. We, you know, it's what best friends do. Um, but also, life of an athlete, you have a minimal social life. You barely catch up on TV. Like, TV is a by the way. Sleep is a priority. Let me tell you your priorities in life as an athlete. Food and sleep. And for me, it's so much more difficult because I come home, there's my wife, and there's my daughter. And they need my attention. And I actually genuinely want to give it to them. Some days I am so tired that... I'm completely useless to them. I kind of smile. I try to be there, but you can see my wife looking at me and she's like, this one, this one is just, this. he's not there. This guy is not there. He's, <laughs> and you can see it in her face, but she's kind of just been really patient with me. And it was when after I trained for two months, October, November, December, I didn't train Came back in January. In February, we had um, the fittest in Nairobi competition. Um, that was to gauge who's the fittest individual in Nairobi, men and women. Um, I did the RX, which is the scaled and RX. So I did the RX, which is, of course, upper level, elite level. Uh, whoa. That training that I did, those, those three months of training that I put in, wow. And that was my first competition. Fam, I'm telling you, I felt like I was dying. I felt like I was dying at some point. I genuinely thought I could, I would take my lungs out of my chest and hang them out somewhere to get some air, just to get some air. Because it is crazy. It's, the intensity is different. And then you realize that no matter how hard you think you're training, there's always someone out there who's training much harder. And I was going up against guys who have been training consistently for the last maybe six, seven years. I have four years, five years, three years, you know, I, for the last three years, had not done half as much or been a fraction of as consistent as these guys had been. Yo, I was getting my ass handed to me. <laughs> it was insane. But... uh Whatever happened, happened. That was my first competition. I went into it to get a field. Let's get experience, get exposure. Um, yo, 13th place. Not bad out of 60-something people competing. 13th place. I guess I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, so we keep training. We keep training. We keep training and... Yo, it begins to get intense. And then now you have to learn new skills. There's weightlifting as well involved. Uh, your diet. 
your diet. There's days you are, you've trained so hard, you're so tired, you cannot eat. I don't know if that's just me. I think some people might get like that, not everyone, but a lot of guys usually after a session, like the ones that I have just want to eat, I sometimes really struggle to eat. So at some point, my recovery would be rubbish. Other times it would be really good because, you know, you get all your all your food in at the right time, you hydrate and whatnot. But no one prepares you for the feeling of demotivation, like the monotony that you are afraid of that catches up. Poof, no one prepares you for that. It is ridiculous. So you have to fight your own mind. Your mind is telling you, don't get up, don't go to train, stay home, sleep. No one is forcing you to train. And you're thinking, my reasoning was this. Um, who am I doing this for? Who am I doing this for? Who do I, who, who do I owe this? And this is where I had to stop being selfish. I said, you owe it to everyone who believes in you, to the people who came out to watch you at your first competition, be by your side, you know, encourage you, cheer you on. You owe it to them. You owe it to the people who believe in you to reach your full potential. You know? You need to put the complaining and whinging and whining aside. Stop bitching and moaning. It's not going to help anyone. No one is coming to save you. For the believers who are listening, the one who was coming to save you already did. It's time for you to do your bit. Yeah? For some people, that's going to hit home. For some people, that's a direct... A direct, that's a sharp that's a sharp one to deal with yeah no one's coming to save you so why do you owe it to these people who believe in you what is it that they're going to give you fam it's about you being a better person continuous improvement Kaizen there's no point in staying about there's no point in being the same person that you were 10 years ago and being you're never going to go anywhere. In fact, you're going to end up alone. You're going to end up... I mean, if that's your thing, to be complacent and not improve and not reach your full potential, that's your thing, but it's not mine. It's not mine. Half an hour podcast. Half an hour update on what I've been up to. <laughs> Guys, for whoever's listening, for whoever actually looks forward to these podcasts to these episodes for whoever may find some solace or some words of value meaning yo this one's for you enjoy and uh let's hope that i'll be back sooner rather than later with another episode people this is the raw beans podcast my name is danny and i'm out peace